that'd be great. I genuinely feel like there needs to be more like really funny music videos, like really like properly like scripted as really funny music videos. Uh, that's a great we've idea. We've seen the cool. We've seen all the cool stuff. That's not safe. Like got the budget oh this is really cool but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i would yeah i would definitely not be like let's i know i really want to get all these like cool neon lights but let's just make it funny like that's not gonna so but you I just described like, that... describe, like the essence of comedy where you're like if i actually had the money ditch the comedy i want to be <laughs> badass so i can super <laughs> Great. Excellent. How's um, the how's the America? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, you, you guys are you're on the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 America's not bad. Early. We're uh crumbling. Better now. Um <laughs> <laughs> we're looking to see if anybody will take. I would love to leave, to be quite honest. <laughs> really? Yeah. All my all my American friends have said the same for the last eight years <laughs> oh my, right it's but really still there. So, yeah i know because you know i'll tell you why we're still here no one will if they've done what i've done and googled like will you take me in your country if other countries are like no <laughs> like, i mean yeah i wouldn't say the uk is probably not a lot better <laughs> that's true yeah yeah. i have yeah. a lot of friends from that side and they tell me so many like uh when we talk about it, they have complaints on like the opposite end of the spectrum as us, right, right, John? So like healthcare yeah. is like harder to see a doctor. Everybody gets it free, but you can't like it's tough to get. And this oh, and but that. that's so crazy. Like the healthcare thing is so fucking nuts to me anyway. But I can't stand when like uh, especially Americans will be like, oh, you know, but you have to wait to see a doctor. I I had a shoulder thing recently because I turned 37 and that's what you get when you turn 37. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> they're like, congratulations, your shoulder hurts now. And I was like, cool um so <laughs> no cool video games no new clothing just shoulder pain um but uh uh so but i had to like literally like it took me uh i called my insurance and i was like hey i got something going on uh i need a referral to go get an mri done and they were like oh your doctor left in december he's not practicing anymore and i was like heads up would have been cool uh maybe <laughs> you know something yep. so that happened and then cut to um they found me like a new uh private care practitioner and they were like but she's booked for a year and i was just like yay but America. how yeah I mean, it's mental I, I used to live up there i was there for like a year in la and mm. it always struck i was avoiding like i had my wisdom teeth removed oh. <laughs> before i went just trying to avoid everything at all costs that is so smart yeah, because I kept getting these infections and I was like, I have no idea how much that's going to be if I have to go to a dentist out there. So I literally just got everything sorted. I got a prescription, whatever I had for prescription. I used to get like a year worth of that as well. It's like, there's no way I go to the doctor. Um, uh, I think I went with my, oh yeah, my friend broke his arm and he was like, I was like, I mean, 
you know, we got to, he was like skateboarding and we're like, got to call an ambulance. And he was like, no, 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 you just, you don't call an ambulance. <laughs> just don't. That's like a grand and a half or something. So yep. he was actually picked up by this random woman who drove him across the hill to another hospital that was cheaper. It, wow. it was, for me, it was insane. He was yeah. with a broken arm for an hour and a half. It's, yeah. it, it's crazy. It, it um, is absolutely insane. I remember uh, falling off my bike like i was i was i bike i love to bike and i and i hit something in the road and just literally flew up like what you see in the movies just flew over the handlebars and <laughs> skipped like a rock on the pavement and i and i also did the same thing where i was just like i'm not going i'm not calling anything and i like dragged no. my busted bike and called somebody to come pick me up and i'm just like bleeding everywhere and they were like do you want to go to uh, you know i think i did wind up going to like the er but like i was like Made, I, call, I had to call my insurance first to be like, "Hey, I'm, a, I'm there's blood everywhere. <laughs> will, you, will you guys fix me? Will you still cover it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like if I'm already bleeding, do you guys cover that or no? Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. It's yeah, nuts. my friend got her. Um, I didn't know this, and this is fucked up. So if another place calls an ambulance on your behalf, even if you don't request it, you still get charged for it. No way. Yep. Wow. And I and I was like, she was she was uh getting her hair done, and the woman who did it, I don't know, like burnt the top of her head, and my friend passed out, and then um, she she like they called an ambulance when she passed out. So as soon as she like dropped to the floor, they're like, "Fuck, we killed her." And so they called an ambulance, and then the ambulance got there, and she was like, oh, "I'm not getting on the ambulance." Same thing, like no, you know, no insurance. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "But you know, you did like burn the top of my head, so what the fuck?" Um, and then later they sent her a bill for the ambulance, and they were like, "Yeah, we we called an ambulance for you," and she was like, "So, <laughs> like I didn't get in it or on it." Yeah, so crazy. It was like eleven hundred. It is. It is. Yeah, it is yeah. mental. Like, that's one of the things you don't realize when you. I guess when you've lived over here for quite a while and you come over, it's like, because you think about it when you go on holiday or whatever, you're not, you hopefully not in that position where you think, have to think about like healthcare. Um, yeah. <laughs> what yeah. happens if you're actually, you know, in an emergency? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, I could, it was, sh you know, it was shocking no to me way. that like when I started traveling to do stand up, that like you can't go to like, I, I thought, you know, my healthcare was covered everywhere at the time. And I remember being like, yay. I'm like, I was like, I started doing stand up when I was like 20 and I would just like go out on the road or whatever. And then I didn't realize that like, yeah, you can't just go randomly like that hotel and uh, the, the hospital in Michigan might not cover your insurance or, no. or whatever it is if you're not feeling good. And I was like, that is frightening. Right. Like my mate literally had to fly back to North Carolina to get surgery. Oh my God. <laughs> it was and that was with the arm as well. So not only had he had, you know, to sit yeah. two, and two hours in a car to get to cheap hospitals and had to fly to like North Carolina to get his arm fixed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it's and, it, mind -blowing. and it's amazing because they're like, why isn't anybody happy here? And it's like, because we're all hurting, apparently, and hiding whatever it is that's right. wrong with us, <laughs> like 24-7. So Are you guys in New York or where? Uh, New York and New Jersey. So yeah, right, New York and New Jersey. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, Can't you see the fun. sadness in my eyes that I'm from New Jersey? <laughs> There's a deadness to them uh, from living living so close to shore trash. Uh, <laughs> have you ever been to New Jersey? Uh, no. 
Oh. I've been to I've been New York multiple times. But, oh, nice! That's know, awesome. Yeah, I would have. I think that I had like I had a meeting scheduled once out oh. there for some reason. Never happened. Um, <laughs> um, I've been I've been to yeah, just like literally done the East Coast and the West, like you know the normal touring touring spots. Yeah. And then obviously when I was over there, I was in LA, um, which is like a complete it's like its own little thing um yeah oh yeah (laughs) oh when i Uh, yeah i lived in la for two years and it was uh yeah i never thought i could be culture shock but it was kind of it was kind of like that because i was like i I felt like i was in a simulation like i used to play the sims when i was a kid and i was like is anybody real out here like what like just touching random faces i started i started actually towards the end because you know, you hop into an Uber and people could, you know, hear that I have an accent. So they would always ask about, you know, where you're from and that's straight away. Uh, and you'd be mistake. Like the first, you know, the first few times I'd be honest and I'd be like, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a musician, I'm out here to work, record, whatever. And that would just snowball into like the Uber driver was also creative. He's making beats. He wants to collaborate, you know, that whole thing. And then you're like, end up with the, which, you know, lovely. I, but it was just so much of it. Everywhere yeah. you go, there's yeah. somebody who like kind of wants to see what they can get out of you yeah. <laughs> in a way, because everybody's there to kind of do themselves rather than, I don't know. I've just never really met anyone who was there in a bar who was like oh you know i'm just a nurse i work in a hospital like i never yeah. came across those people so yeah. i don't know i always just felt like it was <laughs> a yeah. lot of um just a lot of creatives which is you know again nice but uh, it gets to a point where it's it's a little bit much i walked i usually like towards the end i would actually just come up with something i would say i'm i'm working with something else i'm somebody else or like just say something boring because then people at least they were like <laughs> sounds yep. like you know you meet somebody in a bar you kind of just don't want to have this conversation and go on about like music you might have had a shitty day you know trying to write something you don't act, actually feel like a musician yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. evening <laughs> and you're just Absolutely. like i don't want to talk about my career because it feels like it's failing so <laughs> just like just not something else. um so yeah I now I need to know what your yeah. go-to lie was. Like, what was your go-to fake job uh, in your head? Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I was very young. I was way too young to be on my own in LA. I was, <laughs> I think I was just, you know, this little blonde person uh, with a Scandi accent. And I, I just say, like, I think for one time I said I was a student. And then I would actually say that I was there to conduct a research Oh, yeah, I was doing the research thing. I would say that I was researching different things, which in itself could, you know, actually go into a more interesting conversation. So depending on who I met and whether how much I wanted to talk to that person, I would just launch into a different research every time. You know, Um, if it was like some really seedy person, it might have been like, you know, research on female behavior or male behavior or something like that, whatever, you know, the sex of the opposite person was. Um, yeah so. <laughs> that's pretty that, great i mean it honestly worked though it just got everybody to either just round off the conversation or just keep going but in a more interesting way than just like oh what are you working on now and you know you know what are you doing what label are you signed to uh, yeah all that kind yeah. of stuff yeah the, the research thing is not i love how like some people go out to la to pay for an improv class and you were like i'm just gonna do it live and uh at bars <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, 
mean, it works though. It really works. And it's, yeah, it's just that thing. I, somebody just told me that once that you don't actually have to tell people everything and you don't have yeah. to share about yourself all the time. And I think especially in LA, that was a thing where, you know, you come in as a new person and you're just, after a while, you get tired about talking about yourself or what totally, you're doing, yeah. what your project is. Um, which sounds very, like, I, I don't know, it was, wasn't like I had lots of people asking me all the time, but <laughs> it's no, just when you go do. into big yeah. new social settings and you, know, you meet people and they're like, oh, who's this new person? And after a while, it's just like, I had it towards the end, I had a pretty shitty time out there with the music as well. And I didn't really feel like, you know, diving into that every time. Yep, um, you know, I'm right there with you. You're being like just triggered <laughs> in a yeah. bar and you're like, I don't want to be that absolutely um, because because if you're in a bar out there you're not there to network as it is anyway no. you're like i i really just want to drink and escape whatever pressures yeah, la right. puts because that's another thing too is when you're out in la you have you feel like you need to validate why you're there so of course when somebody asks you oh, you're yeah. like oh i'm i have a purpose and they're like yeah me too get you know what i mean like <laughs> like you know yeah. we've no, all got totally. purpose there i don't know if it was the same way for you but i was like um uh i, I was i already had a lot of stand-up under my belt when i went out mm. there and so I decided to move there because I was originally just going out there because I had a bunch of network meetings. So I did this thing where I was like, fuck it, I'll just, I'll just move there. And I, I literally left. I picked up, I, I grabbed all my shit. I left a bunch of stuff at my roommates and at my parents and then was like, I'm just going to move to LA. And I did. And then uh, once all the network meetings and stuff kind of like slowed down mm -hmm. and like whatever it was, I was like, oh my God, I moved to Los Angeles <laughs> and, and I have no friends and yeah. I have no job <laughs> and, and it was just fucking awful. And it is like working in like a giant office because everybody's on 24 seven. Yeah, they're exactly, they're just on all the time. Yeah. Two in the morning in a bar, in a club, whatever, people are still like networking and that is really hard to get your head around. <laughs> Yeah, and they all you look know, really I'm good. From a small place. Oh, they all—they're all models. Like they're yeah. all models. I, you know, I was seeing—I was seeing a person out there for a while. I, mm -hmm. you know, again, I'm like what 20, 20 something, and mm -hmm. uh, I actually, you know, you, you realize it. It's like on a different level. Yeah. You, well, I think you were you out there because um, I know I don't. Um, when you were in Kid Wave, you were. Mm -hmm. um, I, which, by the way, I love. By the way, I think I found Thank that. You. I moved my, one of my um, uh, closest friends and she also tours with me all the time. She introduced me to your band. We love okay. music. So we're always like swapping music back and forth and making playlists when we go out on the road to do stand up and stuff. So I moved to LA in like 2015. And then yeah, I that's around the time we were just put out the album, I think. Yeah. And it was the perfect time because we were talking about how like, and I love singles, by the way, like I like when people put out like music singles and stuff like that too. But we were just kind of talking about how like, I was like, yeah, I haven't really heard like, I haven't been able to listen to an album like straight through in a while. I feel like nobody's making albums. And then she was like, oh, hold on a second. Have you heard of Kid Wave yet? And I was like, no. And I that whole album was so, from beginning to end, loved it, must have listened to it on repeat like when I was sad, oh, like all that. the time. Great, great album. Oh, thanks. It's so weird that, cause like, I honestly don't feel like it was such a small project and mm -hmm. you know it's still quite small band it's quite niche um mm -hmm. here in the uk it was obviously on a quite, um quite small label like an indie label who had like absolutely quite a bit of an um tastemaker label but it never felt like this thing that people had actually heard of and we kind of just did that you know i was 
I got signed when I was in my teens and it just kind of like happened very quickly and mm. then put out the album and you know it all happened very quickly and a lot of it happened within like three years wow so and now I'm looking back on it a little bit and I'm always like well it's not it's not a big you know and it was never a big band but we did mm. you know we did some good touring and put out that album and now I'm quite happy about the fact that it just became one record not that we didn't drag it out because there was for a while there was a bit of a talk about whether we continue maybe we'll do another album mm. um but it, you can kind of feel when the energy's going in one way yeah. and i was just like i was terrified of uh-huh. having you know not having that experience on a second album and then we all kind of went separate ways anyway doing our different projects i, right. I was out in la writing and the other guys you know have their own projects back home so it kind of just happened that way and now I'm pretty happy about it but back then it was definitely that like do we go ahead do we not do what do we do um but yeah Yeah. looking back I think it was definitely the right decision but yeah it's such a still such a small little band so (laughs) I don't know how she heard of it like oh yeah it's so great though and I've like I've shared it like with all all my friends and stuff like that and they love it too and uh that was the thing too is I remember reading about you guys because like you know whenever I like I, I don't know if you're the same way but if I like an artist or I like a band I just try to like find articles like whatever yeah, yeah. and uh and it was one of those things where I don't know if you're the same way but like so uh I found out you know you were 18 years old and you were just crushing it in this band and you were kind of doing your own thing and I'm like oh my god she's such a badass and then I was like oh and she's really talented too and then I was like god I fucking suck when I was 18 I wasn't doing any of that shit but I feel <laughs> that way when I look at 18 year olds now and I'm not even old but I look at them now I know and I'm you just mean like, yeah oh my god what have I but I remember being I think it was on my it was right around I mean I'd already like played arenas and put out an album I had yeah. all that before and you know it's different when you're like for set you are like a pop artist and you get signed as a teenager and you do it via major label that route's a bit different because you have a full team around you whereas we did it completely right. on our own and also had that coming on my own from Sweden so I think I was very much just doing it on my own um mm-hmm. and because it happened so suddenly like when I was 23 I'd you know lived in like four different countries i toured wow. i put out a record wow. i played arenas so so much had happened and then like when i hit right when that like kind of just i was like okay i'm not doing this anymore it was like this massive like anticlimax of like oh, what wow. do i do now i had no yeah. identity because you know you've been doing that you know i was the girl from kid wave from the age of whatever yeah. I started it so it was yeah. definitely a bit of a oh shit i've got a lot of growing up to do um that other people probably went to uni that you know did all those things but yeah do you find because i so is there do you think there's a balance between like um how much you want to do on your own and left to your own devices when you're creating and writing music to having that team around you to support you like how much input do you like from outside sources when you're creating and and because you knew you do need a team like you do need people to do certain things but how much do you like personally between the two um when it comes to writing i try like to write on my own or with as long as it's a person that i feel that's what i want to do if i it's just a chemistry thing it's like yeah having a friend uh, that you get along with (laughs) (laughs) yeah it just needs to be somebody that you really click with you know Mm -hmm. star wise as well and in that instance i have done co-write i started doing co-writes um just on the back of the lay and i 
really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I didn't enjoy it, but that was not because of the other person, you know, was still very talented. It was just that sure. we didn't mash creatively. Right. So that is really what it comes down to. Same with the team. It's taken me ages to find um, the manager that I have now. He's an amazing person. And nice. he's so lovely, but I think every artist will tell you they will go through so many meetings yep. and so many managers or, you know, having all these label conversations. It's just an ongoing thing. And until yeah. you find that team or that person that you click with, which is worth waiting for and holding out for, I reckon. Absolutely. Like 100%. Um, but I think until you have that, you know, you might as well do as much as you can on on your own because you're in a you know in a place of power because you give away a little bit too much you end up probably wasting a lot of time waiting on other people's schedules and that is that's something it's that so I still true. battle with a little bit just uh, the level of you know I'm the kind of person if I have an idea if I have something I want to do I want to get going straight away I don't really want to wait around too much so that is what I'm struggling with a lot is probably just that I mm-hmm. uh, you know other people are in a different schedule. Like this is yep. my main project. This yeah. is all I care about. But the people have like your manager will have other acts to look after as well. Yeah. Like, it's you know that is so right. true. And I always question myself when I I have to like constantly remind myself because I'm I don't know what it is about my brain where like if I have an idea, same way what you just said is like I need to get it done and I need to get it out now. And I would much prefer if everybody was free and available to go, let's bang this out in eight hours and 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 right. let's really troubleshoot. But it never, ever happens that way. And yeah. I don't know if it's, I mean, it's something that I, do you find yourself able to control? Like, do you lose interest if you don't do it right away? Or do you feel like you're losing mm. time? And, and what what's the mm. feeling? I mean, it really just depends. I wouldn't say I don't lose interest when it comes to anything music wise, just because nice. that is like really my big passion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I do get frustrated if if there is a bit of a hold up, I guess, or mainly if it's, you know, you send something off and somebody might take weeks to get back to you. <laughs> Which yeah. can happen because like I get, you know, for me I'm always like online with my own music, but you've got people who work like in the music industry who are actually on a nine to five job. So they will have their annual leave, for example, and then that's two weeks that you just send off that, you know, the new songs or whatever. And it's like, all right, back until like 15th of June or whatever. And then you're yeah. like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to get some feedback on this right this very minute. But, you know, you just can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The feedback thing is like an, that's mm, another element of it, too, thing. is where you're like, I made this to somebody. And then the crazy thing is, is like my brain will be like, Oh, they did watch it, or or they did listen to it, and they don't know oh, how to tell correct. me they hate it. So you're just like, oh god. But really, they're just busy. Yeah, they're just busy, and I think that is where like the difference between maybe the creator and like because it is your it's your heart project, and you're so involved. But yeah, they have like families, and they have their own projects, maybe you know, mm-hmm. even, uh, and they talk and how dare and they? How dare yeah? <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't they know we're working? Agree. I mean, it's frustrating, but you know, I guess they're gonna have to. They're gonna live as well, right? Yeah. How good? Are, how are you at like, um, you know, once you're done with something, do you do you focus too much? Like, do you move on to the next thing right away, or mm-hmm. are you like, yeah, constantly going yeah. back and tweet? Oh, you do. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm very much. I think bigger picture person rather than like 
I don't dwell on tiny details. Like, I just don't have the mental capacity for that, I think. It's very much like I write a song, it will be pretty rough around the edges, the demo. That that's why I like producing stuff, but I'm not a producer in the sense that I can sit with a beat and dissect it and go over it and over it for hours or just download yeah. different samples from Splat. You know, that is a different kind of person that does that, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing ability to have. Yes. I just my attention span is not enough for that. I will I'd rather do anything else than yeah. you know, editing drum beats. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no. I, 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 I want to write the song. I want to get idea out. I want to get some feedback on it. You know, I feel really excited about it. I can already hear where it's going in my head. But actually, having to sit and fit around with all the small bits. Mm -hmm. no. <laughs> yeah, I know Not exactly what you mean. That's the, that's the is, is this on Twitch? Yeah, this is on we, Twitch. Yeah, we do. Oh we God, do I, Twitch I, constantly. Do you go on Twitch? Really, no, but I. I really want to, you know, I want to get big on Twitch. <laughs> oh, you should. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have an account or anything, but it's my goal too. Oh. You know. What did you, did you um, like live stream during the pandemic at all? Or like, uh, no. do you, I wasn't, no. I wasn't in that stage yet. I think during the pandemic, I was still like just getting my stuff together and nice. fighting. I, um, yeah, I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing, I wish I'd gone on like, you know, that would have been a great time to get like famous on TikTok or something, but oh my god, I know <laughs> I missed out like so many others. I missed out on that opportunity. I'm I'm always at the fucking back end of it. Sounds makes me sound yeah. so old, but like whatever social media thing that's out there, I'm I swear to God, I always come in way too late to the party. Like, I'm desperately trying to figure out what the next thing is, like what the next so I can be there on time this time. Yep. But ahead of the curve, I, I don't know who to ask. I don't I don't have any leads. So yeah, like no yep. idea. Twitch, but I think I'm a bit late to that as well now, probably. Yeah, I wish I'd played video. I mean, I play so many video games like with my friends and shit like that. I really, really mm. wish I had just gone live on Twitch and played video games. And yeah, yeah, but I didn't. You get like and paid and shit, right? You can get paid. Yeah, subscriber. If you have a decent subscriber base, you can monetize it once you get to what is it, a hundred? Um, yeah. Well, there's Low. like there's four metrics for it, and it's funny because we met because I my business is more like gambling and gaming and stuff like that. So when the pandemic hit, I just started to gamble on Twitch because it was some place for my followers to watch, and we would chat and then staying in touch with you, you know, with everybody that mm. you used to staying in touch with. Next thing you know, I have followers from like Amsterdam in the UK, and they're sending money as like uh so to keep good. it going. So random, right? Yeah, that's but so I was good like, though, right? It was, Perfect. but I was like, I can't keep gambling constantly. So then we met some incredible comedians like John and his friends. And then we started to launch these type of shows, which yeah. were a little bit more, you know, sustainable because you don't take the right. swings of the losses. But yeah. yeah, that's a fun story. The truth is I owe Tom money and he's kept me in this box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's only because he fits. Yeah. <laughs> I am pocket sized. If we ever meet in person, I'm 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 not uh, I'm, I'm short. Uh, <laughs> this is a pick this up at a Build-A-Bear. Um, it's nice. Uh, but yeah, so the, when you were doing, so you did this, um, the California dreaming and, um, the other songs during the pandemic, like you were writing and mm. working on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. I kind of getting everything ready. Like I said, I've got, I've got so many songs, uh, now we're just in that stage where we're trying to find a good home for it. Um, so, but yeah, we have a lot of songs, a lot of tunes, um, that I've literally been sat on, you know, sat with for a few years now so very right. much ready to get the ball rolling 
Um, obviously, because of the pandemic, I think it was quite a wise decision to not go in too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah. with the live industry and everything being down. And this year, I guess, is also quite a weird one in the music industry because it's the first year back yeah. after the pandemic. So it's so crowded out there yeah. right now. It's very saturated and everybody's doing everything right now. Like everybody's had their big comeback. And I see all these, like, you know, I see all these big bands, like massive bands, having their comeback tours. And I'm just like, just maybe wait to you, like, let's. Else. <laughs> like, why did you choose this year of all years like just maybe wait a little bit i know so, but, it's yeah. it we we went deep into all this nostalgia stuff during especially during the pandemic i mean we i feel like america especially was already kind of in that mode a little bit with like 80s and 90s stuff and then right. the pandemic hit and everyone was just like just losing their minds over like all these bands and like even bands from like the seventies are like, we're back. And I'm like, you have one song. Right. <laughs> right. And like, suddenly they're doing like these one-off like stadium dates. And I'm just like, but maybe just leave the space for somebody else right now. Like, I don't know. I mean, there was this, I saw one of those like big legacy acts doing like their big, back to and it's one of those bands who'd like sworn that they would never do that and yeah and i was like you chose this year all yeah. the years when the competition on the live front like people have so much to choose from yeah um, i know and and the crazy <laughs> thing is too is i don't know if you've noticed this with bands but like with comedians like i've i've seen them like double up so it's like mm. you know all these me- people who could sell out a, a stadium on their own are like now it's like Chappelle and chris rock are going out together and right. I'm like, do you need to? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like, you've got money. Why don't you just wait for a year? Like, let yeah. somebody who's de- in desperate need <laughs> of touring <laughs> just get that cash right now. Um, yeah. I also saw some acts who do that. Like, they just take over a venue for like ten days consecutively instead of like getting one arena date in. They're doing like ten days at like Brixton Academy or something, and that's just so silly as well. Like, just, yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I completely agree. It's really hard to like, because um, even when I, I started like, so for like, comedians, I don't know if it's the same for bands, but like when I started doing comedy, there was a lot of people who were like left over from the past generation. This is so shitty. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Like, but like they were kind of left over where, you know, not to their own fault, but like they didn't get a sitcom, you know what I mean? Or whatever mm. it is that they were handing yeah. comedians at, at the end of the eighties and early nineties. So they were just circling the the like the the comedy club circuit and uh, headlining, and it was really hard to move up because you'd be like, "Yeah, if you're gonna have the same guy there like every few months, of course you're not gonna, you know." And you know he's a solid act. There's no room for new people. So yeah. it, it and I don't know. Is it the same way with music too? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really like spent too much time. Like, because I'm not a part of, I'm not actively playing live right now. So I guess right. in a way, I'm not too affected by it. But I don't know. I just keep seeing all these posters on the tube for these massive legacy acts suddenly doing a comeback tour. And yeah. to me, from a marketing perspective, it feels like maybe this year is a bit of a tough, you know, market. Right. <laughs> With yeah. everybody, you know, everybody doing this. There's so many events that have been postponed that are yeah, happening yeah. in 2021 yeah and i guess people are also ready for it in a different way but there's only yes. so much live music and like 
stuff you can go and watch, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, is there uh, is there like anybody in particular that you'd love to collaborate with that you haven't yet, or or that you that you're like kind of eyeing up? Oh, I mean, there's so many people. Um, I don't know. I mean, if I'm ever at a stage where you know I have that kind of ability to go to an artist, like and have my team, you know, reach out to the team or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there are, I mean, obviously, so many artists that I would, I would definitely love to collaborate with. Um, I think that's what this kind of, you know, I'm going a bit more into like the world of pop, which I've always loved and it's kind of what I always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows, in a way, for a bit more like freedom to cross over to different mm-hmm. genres and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's so many artists. I think it's some kind of like, I don't know, who did I see the other day who did a really good um, crossover thing? Oh, I think it was actually, I just listened to this track. It was, it's, that's actually 10 years old, I think. But um, Robin put out an amazing song with Snoop Dogg. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Awesome. Yeah, Very that was that. really great. Yeah. So good. So yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. I lo- see that's the thing I love collaborations man I, I'm always and I'm always curious how they even start like I feel like do you guys approach each other or, or like you know what I mean people, like honestly just DM each other on Instagram that's what I've heard oh that's great do that's very that's, cool it's easier sometimes I think it's easier for artists to just make that connection right away uh some if you, I take it their social platforms would be big enough for them to actually somebody would open they would actually look at the DM if it came from, you know, I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas, I don't know, if I send it, it probably not be <laughs> <laughs> No, you so can't. You got to take the shot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. Um, if there's anybody but, you yeah, need, let John know. He's yeah, got a blue I, check I will. <laughs> I will happily, I will happily message anyone on I your will, behalf. Thank you. I will, um, I will bear that in mind. Yeah, just that little list, little list of people that you can just like. DM. And you have it live and recorded, so you can hold me to it. You'd be like, "You yeah. fucking right, said. right, yeah." <laughs> yeah, you told yeah. us. Good, and then, um, you know, I'll just be like, when somebody goes like, "Oh, this weird guy just contacted me," I'd be like, "Oh, I have no idea what that is." No idea. <laughs> Crazy <I> fan. <laughs> I just, I guess, it would, you know, I'd be like, maybe his account got hacked or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> did he ask you if you if you want to buy bitcoin <laughs> yeah yeah that's when you know it's it's not me or an nft I'm like hey do you want to get in on this um whatever makes money quicker yeah could you imagine if i was like that was it, it was like some random comedian was trying to pair up his favorite music i'm like you guys should play date you guys should hang out and they're like what the fuck is wrong with him it would be quite i mean it would be kind of sweet to be honest though i would um i mean hey any Anyway, guys, these days, I think you just got to, if it works, it works. Absolutely yeah. agree. I'm not yeah. precious. I'm not precious anymore. Like, I'm past that. Like, I'm past doing it the cool way, whatever works. I so. And you know what this crazy thing is? Is, like, that kind of shit holds you back anyway. Like, I feel like when oh, I was yeah. younger, yeah, like, all the stuff I thought you shouldn't do or say oh. or, you know, whatever, I find that it's totally, like, even to get guests on on here, like, we had Ed Asner on obviously and i always go to say before he passed away but no one thinks i'm digging up his grave to bring him back i don't know yeah. why i don't know how to say it but i'm like you know so but like ed asner came on or whatever and um for me to do it you know my manager got me his number and i just called him on the phone and i'm like yeah. i should not be calling 
in my head, I was like, this is weird as shit, but I did it and he was totally cool. And we spoke like five times and it was great. Yeah. I honestly think people respect you more, uh, you know, for actually having that personal, Yeah. you know, if you reach out you're on your own, um, I just, you know, if, not in every case, but I can imagine sure. a lot of cases, it will actually work. It will get you the game yep. rather than, you know, if you're... Yeah team reaches out i mean obviously the way bill did it was amazing as well it works but <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we gotta we have a good system most of the time when he's reaching out because like sometimes we'll just kind of um tag team where like if he reaches out to somebody and maybe they're like you know kind of like what what is going on or whatever then i'll do it personally and then it's like a double mm -hmm. thing and then they're like oh okay but then look them up on like their old social media pages and like yeah 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 and i'm like yeah, shout out to bill to peek behind the curtain shout out yeah bill. yeah <laughs> on the production yeah. you I'm never still, know i'm still so amazed that he found me like, so, yeah. so am i because i really wasn't i was kind of like because yeah. I, I really i'm not kidding like i really do like not that i would kid about it but like i, I really do did love the kid wave album <laughs> i don't know why i say shit sometimes i don't know why then, you say that type of stuff either i don't I'm know like, i'm like I'll i'm not that. kidding and they're like first of all didn't think you were but also <laughs> yeah. now a little skeptical what the hell john <laughs> I know, yeah, it's but um, no, it's fucked up. But like, but yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I, you know, if you could find every now and again, I would just kind of re up it and be like, hey, you know, any luck? Can you find this person? So yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I was, uh, I was, I was, you know, I'm, yeah, very impressed. Yeah, the next, if you don't answer that email, the next step, he's ringing your bell. I, thought he, I genuinely thought he got the wrong person because he didn't mention what it was for or the project <laughs> so he just said where can I send it said something like do you have an email so I can send an interview request and I was like somebody's got the wrong person like my my sister is a pretty like she's has her own music project in Sweden which is doing really well and sometimes mm. people confuse us uh, which happens quite a lot so um yeah I I my first thought was like oh great somebody's you know trying to lock me down for an interview it was more like somebody's gotten the wrong person you know? oh my god <laughs> you know good on him he was he was persistent it paid off yes. yep that's what we mm. like about him yeah um like what is your writing process like because I'm always curious is it something that you do you hear the music first in your head? Do you write instrumentally first and then lyrically, or is it lyrically first and then? Mm, I I normally so the way I like to work is I put um, some kind of mood or vibe down. So mm -hmm. normally just like a chord progression, really simple, okay. and you know with some kind of like nice warm pad sound or anything that kind of gets me in like the world I want the world I want to be in, mm -hmm. and then I use that as a kind of uh, just uh my kind of springboard to go from there but yeah no definitely the chords first and nice. it's quite important that they have a bit of a vibe almost okay. like you know i i can imagine that i'm a quite visual person but i can imagine that if you are it's almost like you're setting a bit of a mood mm -hmm. you want to have that like the room and then you put the stuff in the room which would be the lyrics and the melodies and stuff so that's oh, how that's i imagine it that's a great yeah. way to describe it. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So normally I work, I mean, if I work with others, I, you know, we're literally just very simple because you don't want to go too much because that can also limit you writing wise, mm -hmm. but something very simple, but that has some kind of emotion that you can kind mm. of tap into. And then and like, honestly, today it's so easy. You just plug into logic, whatever, like you have so many synths or piano sounds at your disposal. Right. So you just do four chords 
and then yeah there we go that's how i do it at least and that's, that's kind awesome. of how i've done it how i've done it from the start um there are obviously different ways of, i know some people start with lyrics um i guess it would make sense to start with lyrics if you are the kind of writer that has an idea a local idea mm. that just comes to you and then you want to translate that you would start with the lyric but for me it normally works the other way around. yeah i'd say 90 percent of the time yeah, nice. It's funny, John asks the question a lot, and we get so many different answers. Right, like, I can imagine. Oh, I mean, it's so individual. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, how do you work when you do your, like, when you write? Do you normally just, like, jot down as you go during the days, and then I'm going to, you know, come back to this later on? Yeah. Um. When I when I first started doing stand up, uh, I really was trying to be, like, I was trying to figure out what my, my, my process was, kind of like, because, um, I thought, you know, you hear from other comedians who are really successful or whatever, and they're like, you got to write, you got to sit down and write your material out, and that's fine. Um, and I would try to do that in the very beginning. And mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't, a, I found that, that I wasn't like, uh, okay, from two to four, I'm going to sit down and, and write, you know, jokes and then try to figure that out. Um, I was much more of a, like, carry a notepad with you. And when you're experiencing stuff throughout the day, you know, oh my God, I just thought of a great punchline or I just thought of a great premise. And then later I found out that I like to go back and look at everything and whatever is still kind of funny to me. Then I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this, this, and this on stage. And then I would write it like, cause I'm, I'm very, um, I like to be kind of very in the moment and spontaneous, like when I'm on stage. So it has to come out, it has to go through a process and come out a certain way when I'm in the moment. Yeah. 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 No, I was just wondering if you were testing it on people as well as you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm just super curious. I've never met a comedian, I think. Um, so. so I, yeah, I try to do it like, so it is kind of funny. Like I, I will like, I try to do it less and less. Cause I really don't, I feel bad when I'm like with friends and they're like, is that a bit? And I'm like, fuck, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that guy, but yeah, yeah. There's certain stuff but, like, I'll try to naturally work stuff into a conversation. Um, or, but, for the most part, like, uh, I just now I'll ask my, I'll be like, Hey, look, I've got this idea. Uh, can I run this by you? And then I'll try to like set it up in a way. But when I was younger, I, yeah, I would totally, I would like, they were like, are you, are you, are you testing material right now? Or are you just being like, you're not, oh, you're just being natural. I'm like, if you can't tell it's working, uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I would do that. Now I just do, do have, it. Like, yeah. Do you have to ask for like, if you like, if you pull something from real life, do you have to ask them for consent before you perform it? Um, that's a wow, that's a good question. That's um, a good question. Yeah, I uh, it depends on exactly what it is. So, like, if I'm if I'm with somebody and they say something funny, I like if they're, if they're another comedian, like obviously it's like always that contentious thing where you're like, is that yours or mine? Did you come up yeah. with that or did I? You know, and then you're like, well, whoever uses it on TV first, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, with friends and stuff like that, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's really funny. Just as a courteous, I'll be like, you know, do you mind right. if I like work with that and make it kind of funnier and do whatever? Um, but like real world situations, yeah, I, I very rarely try to take something from somebody else's life that isn't, you know what I mean? Because I. I don't know. Some stuff is personal and I don't want people mm. to find out later that I'm talking about them, but right. there's a way to disguise shit. Like sometimes something yeah. will happen and I'll just make it like it happened to me yeah. and I'll like try to personalize it a little bit more. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, that but that's a good question. Cause I, when I was younger, I used to worry about that a lot. I'll tell you what I did get in trouble with. Uh, I would openly talk about family shit when I was younger on stage. Like I awesome. didn't give a fuck. 
And uh, my dad's family, like I'm from Brooklyn and they were very much like, you don't talk about the family on stage. And I was like, <gasps> am I going to get murdered? Like, <laughs> like, what, like what, what the fuck is that about? So yeah, then I, I learned pretty quickly then too, that people get upset about that kind of shit. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating because I guess it's a completely different thing in a way that you are, you know, you're, because it's also meant to be funny. And yeah. quite often, um, you know, you turn even like tragic things around to be funny. At least that's how I feel. So, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, that is obviously a thing that would come up. I guess, in the, in yeah. The Isn't that a thing where they like... say tragedy in time equals comedy? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Like one of my favorite things, you know, right now, like whenever I'm meeting, especially like so like, right during the pandemic, my parents got divorced um... and the way it happened wasn't funny at the time but it's quite funny to look back on right <laughs> uh, because it was like such such bad timing they couldn't have time it worse if they tried um, <laughs> obviously but um it's one of those things now when I go and meet people and they're like you know oh you know they're asking me about my family or whatever and I say you know my parents are divorced and they'll go oh you know mine are as well and then we can you know kind of just like bond a bit over the, you know, mm. the common problem Oh, yeah, basically they got divorced right in the, like, week two of the pandemic. Mm. Not because awesome. of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just very unfortunate that I was, I had, I was living in a 12 square meter bedroom at the time in London, and I couldn't stay there. And there were lockdown rumors. So I was like, I'm going to have to go home. Oh, my God. So you can God. see where this is going. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have to go home. <laughs> And like literally they sat us down and they, you know, they broke the news about the divorce. But the problem was that England went into lockdown and then I was stuck with them and they were going to separate into two different houses, <laughs> but they couldn't do that either because of logistics and lockdown. So not only was I there and I couldn't see my friends, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't like, I couldn't go anywhere. It was like a bad sitcom for six weeks I was stuck and then the first flight I could go back to London I got it like but it wasn't a direct flight I even went through Holland mm -hmm. and okay. I had to be like really hush hush about it because you know flying during the pandemic but there was no way I was you know it was I mean they're fine they're very like both very mature and mm -hmm. great people so they mm -hmm. were doing fine but yeah you know, obviously an intense situation that's <laughs> hilarious though that's like it is dark. it is yeah. and the, you know it's also the way i mean bless my mom but they broke the news over easter dinner like thinking that this would be like a good <laughs> like a good occasion to do this right right and <laughs> right in between the main course and the dessert and my <laughs> wow yeah my mom was just like she just they just delivered it because they've been sat with us for a while so for them yeah. it's not news and like we're you know i'm an adult and my sisters are adults as well but it still comes as a bit of a shock right absolutely um, and yeah the way it was literally in between those courses and my mom was just like just went on to this dessert as if nothing had happened oh that's so <laughs> I mean, great yeah you know, oh it was just like it's i got a question bad Comedy. yeah go go did, go did um, anybody eat cake like after they brought no. out the dessert honestly i think we were just like you know what i just i need to just like process this digest um, yeah. yeah 
It is I, funny I when people are. Didn't even to sit at the dinner table. You know, it was that yeah. weird. I think they just thought that you know. I don't know what they thought. <laughs> well, well, I was gonna say it's funny because to them. They had already processed it. They were done with yeah, it. So they right. were just yeah. delivering the news in between bites, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. been in those but... situations where somebody drops a bombshell on you and they're so mm -hmm. already okay with it that they just continue yeah. on their their day. You know what I mean? It reminds me of Step Brothers. You ever see Step Brothers where they <laughs> I mean that's, this is what I've said the whole time, and this is why I love the story. Whenever I meet somebody who's like having a shit time or you know. There's so many people like, oh, my pandemic was great. I, you know, I got so much, I started a new company. I did all this. I, you know, I'm there to take it back a notch if they, if they want to. <laughs> I thought some people just need to, you know, give you, you know, I'm there for the perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, I'll tell you one thing. I'm a, I, I ended a, um, a relationship before the pandemic like mm. started so that was like which was i feel like poor judgment because like at once the pandemic started i was like hey do you want to be in each other's circles <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, it was, and it was like probably not a good idea um but i was like oh fuck um but it was kind of i i enjoyed watching my friends in their relationships this is fucked up but like kind of like which ones were gonna because it was a game after a while you were mm. like oh i had a feeling they hated each other but they couldn't get out of it and now they can um, and then, yeah. but it was weird watching everybody kind of try to struggle and deal with that kind of stuff where they were like, once you were faced with the fact that you could not leave them at any point mm. in time, you were like, wow, this is make or break. It yeah. was I hard. It, just, it was hard. Yeah. It amplified everything. So if you were in a good oh. space, it was that much better. If you're in a bad space, it's that much worse. So much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. If, yeah. with yourself. If you're in a bad space with yourself and then you're alone with yourself for a long time, you were yeah. like, man, do I hate me? Oh, you have uh, way too much time to think about things. Way too much time. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> absolutely, it was not the vibe. But no. I think you know it's interesting how everybody seems to have had such a different experience during lockdown. I have friends who, for them, lockdown was one of the most, you know, needed breaks and creative yeah. times of their lives. And you know, they took up all. You know, a lot of people like took up exercise and healthy eating, and I was not doing. I was not doing that. <laughs> mine went in like waves where like I, in the yeah. very beginning i was like very like i i, I guess either because i didn't think it was going to last very long or whatever mm. but i was like this is fine by me i was like uh i can i don't have to worry about anything it was like a snow day where i was just like oh school's closed and there's nothing i can do about it so right um and then i was good and and i was like exercising and biking and and like kind of talking to people i hadn't talked to in a long time and then the winter hit and i was like i'm gonna eat everything in this fucking house Mm. and um i'm gonna you know it was it was got really weird and bad and then um then like slowly you know started to like come out of that too and stuff and it was just awkward yeah i mean it just i mean it was like constant back and forth for a while i mean even last year it was just like i don't know did yeah. you guys have multiple lockdowns as well i think we were we just did. like in and out of lockdown yeah, yeah. waves yeah. yeah and it was always yeah. when i booked shows every time mm. we thought we were coming out of it i was like i'm back baby and then I would yeah. like, book like a series of shows and they would be like, new strain. And then everything would shut down again. Right. I was so glad that I hadn't, you know, I had no shows booked. I think that was yeah. a good thing. I was so glad that I did not start to put out like the whole process of putting out music before the pandemic. Because I think yeah. that would have been so hard. I mean, it's right. hard as it is now, but I think just lowering the bar so much and kind of just like, oh, we're just going to start slowly it's a you know it's a climb just 
some social media stuff, a few songs, just self-releasing, rather than kind of making that like, okay, I'm launching. Mm, so yeah. that would have, you know, been super hard just to cope with, I think, during the pandemic to feel like, oh, well, I've just launched this, but now I can't actually do anything. Yeah, um, yeah. And you're launching the- from the living room. That's it. Yeah. yeah. How was that process? How was the process of making it on, like making that stuff and producing it on your own, like getting those singles out? Um, so yeah, I did, I did, um, I, I mean, I just do it at home. I now share a studio with um, two guys. So I have a studio nice. that's really close to where I live, which is amazing. Um, but no, like back then I was just doing it from my room. And then because I don't have, you know, I don't have the setup to actually do a proper, proper recording. Uh, it was a bit of a mix, actually. I'd recorded some bits. We had um, a friend of mine called Gethin, who's an amazing producer, do from his studio. So he would nice. add certain bits and he would also take my stems, like my sound files, and he would like mm. kind of work with them, tweak them. Like I said, I'm not very good. Like, I don't love editing. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> so he kind of just came in and like helped out with that, and he gave it a good mix as well. So that's why it sounds like quite you know shiny and nice. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if I could have gotten it to that point myself. So no, it was. I mean, it was still a team effort for sure. That's cool. Yeah, it sounds great, and that's like Thank the you. thing that like uh, I know people had a hard time with is like figuring out the tech stuff or whatever. Especially like the older, like the the older musicians stuff like that. Were like, yeah, but. Like, uh, we were talking to them on here, too, and they were just basically like, I didn't know you could do so much with this phone. And I'm just like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They were just, like, a good time. Teaching them. I know. Yeah, it was really. Yeah, yeah, they were like, this is amazing. And I was just like, yep, you can do it all. So, like, why? They're, cause they're probably got, like, management or labels. They should just give them a little crash course. Dude, I wonder sometimes why mm. no one's like updating people on stuff or just even like just a rundown of like, hey, mm, like, you know. Yeah download yeah. a fucking you know, rock band or whatever the hell you have to download or <laughs> you know whatever you it is you even have like garage band on your phone so. that's what i was yeah that's right yeah, yeah you can yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. so i mean did you yeah. did you know you wanted to be a musician right away when you were younger like what did you did you have any other uh passions um well i knew it's quite quite funny because i um i didn't know that i wanted to be a musician until i was like 13 um hmm. Up and I'm not from a musical family. My family's not musical or creative oh, wow. at all. So um, how it happened, I actually don't know. Both me and my sister are very kind of creative people. Nice. But we, um, I think I just, honestly, the way I remember it is like I woke up one day and that was all I wanted to do. Like all I wanted to do was just music. Wow. And I've been obsessed with it since. It's been like, no option like no other option to do anything else that's Mm. what i'm doing and it's quite relentless but that's honestly since i woke up for him i hasn't changed which is you know interesting and i'm just trying to trust that once i don't feel that kind of drive to do it anymore then it's time to let go but there's obviously Mm. been times in the last few years when you have a project like i had when i was so young and then you come off that and you start over it's it's a lot trickier, especially what I'm doing now. It's, you know, before it was just like a little band. Now it's yeah. a bit different. So it's having to navigate that again. And you kind of like, am I, you know, does this mean that I'm not doing the right thing? Does this mean that it's probably not meant to be? Um, but I'm trying to like, as long as I feel so passionately about it and I absolutely love doing what I'm doing, then 
I'll continue doing it. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to look yeah, at it. it was, I think about quitting every day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think <laughs> I, I feel like everybody does. Right. Yeah. Right. I know. It's so comforting that other artists actually think that way too, though, because yeah. you, you do, you, you can make yourself feel like you're alone in that where you're like, I'm a fraud and I probably don't, but everybody's, everybody gets like that. Yeah, I mean, I went through that phase of being like, can I even call myself a musician if anyone asks? Like, obviously, wow. in LA, I'd already started to introduce myself as a researcher. <laughs> but, like, you know, in, in real life, I was like, I, I don't really know. It's a big identity crisis. Like, when, yep. you're the, when you're an artist or you're a creative and you're not actively doing it or you're not presenting yourself as it, you know, in the world... Yeah. It's, you know, having that inherent sense of this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. That's like, mm -hmm. a, you know, it's a real <laughs> yeah. Real thing. And, and what's weird is it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't matter how long you've done it or no. how much time you put in. Those feelings are still persistent. Like even during the pandemic, um, you know, I felt like I fared a little bit better like than other people who were trying to go back out and perform where I was like, I'm a, cause for a while I was like, this totally makes sense. It's dangerous to go out and perform. I don't want to mm. kill anybody else. I think it's irresponsible. Yada, yada, yada. So I wouldn't do it. And I wouldn't book shows. And even if we were coming out of it, I was like, everybody's got to be that, you know, like the whole thing. Right. Right. And then, right. um, but then it was like, I would, uh, I would question myself and be like, man, maybe I don't love it as much as, uh, I'm supposed yeah. to. And cause there's guys who are, going out during full-blown COVID spikes right. and, you know, they're doing their shows anyway. I mean, maybe, maybe it's not for me and what yada, yada. And then, so I like wrestled with that for a bit where I was like, mm. you know, I don't know, but then I would go back when I got to go back out and do it. It was like this, it was like a new all over again. It was like this rush of like, Oh, this makes sense. And then of course, you know, it'll go through the cycle again where I'm like, Oh, I fucking suck. Like, it's weird. It's, I mean, the cycle is definitely the best way of describing it. It's like swings, isn't it? Like you're on top of the world and then, the, you know, the week after you don't have any shows, so you don't have any sessions planned in. And then suddenly mm. you have this huge identity crisis. Yeah. It just, yeah. you know, it's just a recurring kind of thing. And I think the good thing now is that I know that it's a recurring thing. Whereas when you were, you know, when I was even younger, I didn't have that kind of cyclical approach to it it felt like every time it happened it was like a huge crisis yes Whereas now it's a bit like okay you know i can look at it with a bit more distance which is quite nice right <laughs> and that still very much you know happens like the anxiety around it still comes and i don't think that would ever go away yeah i was gonna say an odd comparison is the same way i would kind of deal like what like because i've had like bouts of depression like i'm sure like everybody you know whatever throughout my life <laughs> but when i was younger i didn't understand it and then as i got older i was like oh, okay, this is just going to happen like randomly. And I think the more I understood like, you know, oh, okay, you know, I'm having a, a day or whatever it is, or yeah. maybe this week is not my, not a great week. I would just get, I would just be okay with it. Cause I would be like, okay, hmm. it's not, it's a kind of expected or, you know, okay. not everybody's going to feel great 24 fucking seven and you need to take breaks and, you know, it's, it's yeah. a weird balance. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, it's, I mean, it's hard for people who don't have that. Um, I mean, I have friends who just do normal. They're, like their calling is maybe being like just working, having more of a on paper normal job. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, you know, to relate because I, you know, keep having that conversation about like, well, you're so lucky that you have this kind of lifestyle. Yes. And 
it's I mean I am very lucky but it also mm. comes I'm also very anxious because <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're, they're just but I don't have any time to actually see my friends or my family I don't have any I don't have time always just tired so I mean I get it it's, um, yeah and that's the thing too is this is a 24 hour like you there's no this, I, I envy sometimes people who can clock in and out because yeah, just there's off. yeah like everybody does that's not in that profession right it's always yeah. grass is greener I feel uh, absolutely way. well i mean I've, i you know i'm sure you've had regular day jobs and stuff like that when you started out too and i oh, have yeah. too and i hate i was i rem that's the only thing that like i remember i try to remind myself is how fucking miserable i was yeah doing the nine to five but then every now and again i'm like god i wish i could just fucking check in and check out and not think like yeah. a maniac 24 7 yeah you know it's funny it's i was never mad about being on a nine to five like when i i mean i haven't had a nine to five in legitimately over 20 years right but like when I did it, I would enjoy it because there was never any pressure to me. Like it was never like yeah. I need to be on. I need to perform. I was just like, all right, I just got to do this. That's easy. So I would go through it and I would still be doing my like my performances were more of side gigs. And it didn't feel like that. That felt pressure on the weekends. And then all mm. of a sudden it turned into like and I almost felt like you were letting go of something so easy to make money. Like I envied the ability to to not have to think. Like yeah, when you're, right. you don't have to, think, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, just being able to come home and feel, I mean, for me, it's more that I always feel like I could do more with mm -hmm. my time. That is, you know, yeah. that kind of guilt of like switching off and fully switching off when I yeah. could, because I'm not on the schedule. So sometimes I go to the studio at three o'clock and yeah. I'm there. And, you know, some days you're not going to be as, you know, you're not in a flow, whatever you're, yeah. not doing very well so maybe by six o'clock i'm like okay i'm done yeah yeah <laughs> and i come yeah. home and then i'm just like oh my god <laughs> yeah. what am i doing I'm, I'm wasting my life that's how i feel yeah. a lot of the time i'm just wasting my life yeah. and what's cool in the other aspect of those jobs is there's somebody that tells you you've done a good job and you're done mm. for the day so you're like because you get paycheck as well. yes yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like the little proof of yeah. what you've done is that yeah you get rewarded whereas so much of the stuff that we do is technically for free until you hopefully get checked towards the end of it or yeah. you know you're doing something for free because you know there's another project that you could hop on after or yeah. it's exposure or stuff like that so yeah. you are technically working but you don't count it as work you don't yeah. feel like it is work yeah and then but you add the social media aspect to it too where you're like that's a 24 hour twenty-four seven. Yeah. yeah and now there's like you can get paid for doing reels like so right? i don't know like yeah and how do you do that Okay, so I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I, well, I will tell you. Do you need a blue so, tick? Do you need a blue tick? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, I actually have to ask more people about this because I got like about a couple months ago. I got like one of those random like notifications on top of Instagram that was like, "Make money doing whatever," and I was like, "Fuck, my account got hacked." You know what I mean? Or like whatever it was. And then, but I did click on it, and it was like, if you sign up, you know, you throw in your bank information so they can pay you. And um, it goes by the month. So every month, Instagram comes up with a, a number of views you need to achieve or, or a max view you can achieve to get the max amount of money. And then you're, you're supposed to make reels. And I think the thing is, is like two a day. I don't know what they get out of it. I don't know if they're going to say, what's the, like, what's the catch? Is there like, do you promote something? No. No, you just make, they just want you using their service to make reels. I was going to say, they just want people to make reels right now. Yes. Yeah. And I think yeah. they might be 
probably they might have the right to plug it wherever they want or maybe use it to even advertise instagram or whatever it is but basically like you make those reels and um i'll say i mean i I, so the first time i did it yeah and i made uh um close i made like 180 bucks because i wasn't that like i wasn't following it strictly right so i was like oh i'll throw i'll I'll make a couple it is it's really good yeah and um and i was just but and now i'm like that's another thing to obsess over where I'm like, mm. I got to get two out a day. And the funny thing is, is check your Instagram feed. Cause if you see people putting out crap, <laughs> like that is, I was that's like, why? Oh, cause I was like, why are like all these random accounts just making right, those reels? And I'm like, now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, they have no, they're like, this is how I put on a sweatshirt in the morning. And I'm like, who the gives a fuck, you know? And then I'm like, <laughs> Oh, if you get, you they're just trying to get views. Today. exactly and i'm like but yeah so like that's another thing that like i i'll be like trying to go i'm like i should be going to bed and then i'm like scrolling through my phone for videos i'm like this cat's cute it's not even mine and i'm like (laughs) tossing the cat in there or whatever but yeah it's crazy you should try it though i mean i think you i think you should i i mean i have to be honest with you hasn't come up on my gram it might be a blue tick thing okay Mm. it might that it might, might not be, be on the influencer level yet i'm gonna get but you there i'm gonna just you, you tell me what to share much. and i will share it and then we're just gonna we're just gonna keep boosting your shit that's what we're Amazing. gonna do let's yeah just slide into some dms <laughs> they'll accept you doing it more than me trust me i don't know no, I, I, well i don't have to be tick you know that's true we need yeah we need to, you know what you should do you should just yeah. take over my account for like a week maybe that is what we should do actually like just yeah. give me the details and then i will literally just slide in yeah uh, yeah there you go just you know it's funny you it. think i'm kidding i'm not i will let you do that i'm, I'm that big a fan <laughs> like, i will absolutely be like go for it yeah <laughs> i would start to harass people like certain people <laughs> and they'd be like who the fuck is this person and then like it's you know i'm undercover perfect then you get oh. the blame for it yeah yeah exactly but like he's crazy maybe you even get like shadow banned or whatever that's you know the... oh my god the shadow band stuff is so funny i don't even know if it's <laughs> i true just hear not. i just hear all these influencers going on about the shadow band thing that yeah. never understand what it is i don't but... understand what it is either for the most part i think it's just people who are making good content and they're like mm, guys i you know the the government shadow ban i mean i'm like they could bounce a laser off the moon and destroy you in a set like do you really think if yeah, you're like think. yeah yeah but, they're like my you know they're real and got like five million five million views instead of like 10 million views or something they're like instantly shadow yeah. exactly yeah and i'm like i wish yeah. that'd be great if i can get that many views on something yeah but well i mean Hopefully now that I'm able to slide in, you know, do the work for you as well. Like if you give, you know, I will have the freedom to. We'll be the first musician comedian collaboration. Yeah, and great. People will be like, "What is? Th- are they trying to ruin I don't know both?" If it's their the groups? first. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> not the first. No, Bobby McFerrin and Robin Williams did a video together. There you go. That's Paul um, Simon and Chevy Chase. And Paul there Simon and Chevy Chase. I mean, there it's happened go. before, right? Yeah. yeah, and it can happen again. We're gonna revive <laughs> it. It will happen. <laughs> it will happen. Will happen. All you have to do is cover You Can Call Me Al and John will dance through the whole video. <laughs> that would be awesome. The worst music video ever. <laughs> the most, not the worst, but the most nothing video that everyone was like hilarious that they even decided to do that. Oh, like, hey, that, shit, that shit goes viral every day, though. It does. I would it say that's the way to go. Like, yeah. it's all about being authentic. 
these things. It's not I would, about creating. I would good fucking content. kill to be in a music video. I'm not even kidding. I would do whatever anybody wanted me to do. Because if it's a, especially if it's a band or like a song I like, I don't know. Make me a chorus. But what I'll be will a you toe. do? Well, I don't Nothing's know. Nothing's off I, limits is what he's saying. Off, yeah, <laughs> I will do whatever. I, I mean, I would love Anything. to come up with something and do it. You know what I mean? Like just to be able to work on something like that would be amazing. Oh, like direct it. Oh yeah directed be in it you know what i mean or just do, yeah, do whatever like come up with something i think i will thank you <laughs> I think that'd be great i genuinely feel like there needs to be more like really funny music videos like really like properly like scripted as really funny music videos that's a great we've idea. seen the cool we've seen all the cool stuff that's not safe like got the budget i would do something really cool but uh, <laughs> i would yeah i would definitely not be like let's i know i really want to get all these like cool neon lights but let's just make it funny like that's not gonna go but you I just described like, the, like the essence of comedy where you're like if i actually had the money ditch the comedy i want to be badass <laughs> fucking super sexy yeah. and cool <laughs> everyone's but, like yeah it's not what gonna sustain my influencer career though, unfortunately. It's I right. think I think is the comedy that would that would lift it. Yeah, we could totally do something. Yeah. Do you have those friends who when you're in public and you're trying to be low key will introduce you as a musician and you're like, I really didn't want to talk about this? Well, they don't do anymore. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like I, don't I was know. at a I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe some of them. I don't know. I've just not, since the pandemic, I've not been introduced to anyone. Like, I've oh, literally not true. met. Like, I feel like the few people I meet. Yeah. I don't know. I was at a wedding but, recently, I mean, I and I was super annoyed because I was like, I didn't want to be there anyway. And uh, and uh, it's always nice. I could say that after the fact. Um, but I didn't. I was just like, oh, you know, because it's like a bunch of people that like, I I either hadn't seen in like forever, and I was kind of going to somebody's date and whatever, and. Uh, and of course, everyone's talking about like, you know, the housing market. And I'm just like, um, and then uh, but but also at the same time. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, I don't have any of that. I don't have kids. I don't want kids, you know. Um, and uh, but my my friend, you know, we'd be like waiting to get a drink and then they would be like, hey, so what's going on? What do you do? And I would just I would literally say I would I'm like, oh, nothing, you know, a little of this, you know, trying to blow it off. And she'd be like, he's a comedian. A prof and they're like, oh, my God. And I'm just like. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. Social pressure of being a comedian. Like, I would just mm. imagine, like, again, you're the first comedian I'm, like, chatting to. But oh. I can imagine if people do, like, say that. Because, no, you know, if people say, introduce me as a musician, they won't be, like, expect anything of me. You know, they're not going to go, like, sing some, you know. Like, Here's a flute. Right? That doesn't yeah. normally happen. <laughs> yeah. But I can imagine that people will look at you and have some kind of preconceived notion about you being funny or saying funny things. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, I can just imagine the amount of drunk people who just go like, you know, crack a joke or something. Like oh, my God. The drunk yeah. people, they tell you yeah. jokes. They love to tell you jokes. They love, right, yeah. Yeah, and then they want you to tell a joke, too, and they want to go back. And I'm not really like, I, I have some street jokes that I know that I like, but I'm not like, I'm not like a, a street joke guy where I'm just like constantly no. throwing it out there or whatever. Yeah. Or like, uh, sometimes I'll meet people who, who like, will blow me off i think this is kind of funny well they'll like not talk to me at all and then they'll find that i'm a comedian and then suddenly even if i'm like hello they're like <laughs> and i'm just like oh god don't do that either please like <laughs> so weird it's is it is so, so awkward yeah yeah oh where i'm god. just like oh wow you didn't give a shit two seconds ago wow 
it's just this is awkward i met this girl recently Hmm. um and uh i'm kind of like i don't know if you do this when you meet somebody but like we we don't know each other's social media i have like i think she kind of like i maybe mentioned that i do stand up we we met at like a movie premiere and then i was just like um i know she's in advertising that's all i know Mm-hmm. And I'm like kind of enjoying like slight anonymity where I would oh, weird. 100%. But it's nice. I would, when I came back and I was like started kind of like seeing people and I just remember not telling anyone because I just didn't want to, again, it's not because my band was big or because I'm famous because I'm not. It, it was more the fact that it would become a thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that to be like, because there's, there will be a lot of people who like find that quite still to that you know in that, you know this day and age, a, a girl who plays guitar and is in a band that that's some something a bit exotic about that. Sure. And it kind of will, you know, there will be people who will go in for that a little bit, and that will be all you talk about. So I definitely, yeah. I remember, you know, I went on a, on a drink with somebody, and it literally all like I felt like I was just there to talk about my bands. Yeah, and it was like the fascination with it. Just, it's. Um, I was like, well, I want to get to know you. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. You know, it's definitely it's a big part of what I do, but um, it can definitely be a bit of a. It's nice, I think, just either way, because I mean, what you do is a big part of what who you are. But it's sometimes I don't think that's the most important thing, especially if you're right. going in those kind of situations. Yeah. I always like meeting people. Like I, I, I've never dated another comedian. I've never like, cause I just, and people always, they're like, why? I don't understand. That'd be great. Whatever. And I'm like, I, because I really want the distance from any of that. Like I would much rather. I can't, I mean, yeah, it must be pretty tough. I don't know. I, would you not feel like you're competing with each other? I mean, I don't know. I would probably just feel like I would look at, it'd be hard to be fully supportive. Because you're in the same. Wow, that's honest. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, absolutely. Here, you you're supportive because you love that person, I assume. But at the end of the day, you're always gonna turn that back to you and reflect it back on yourself and your own craft. Absolutely. That's how I feel. With like, I'm my friends are killing it in the music industry, and you know their bands are totally going off. But it's only natural, I think, that I you know if i'm having a bad day or if i'm not like that will like affect how i'm looking at my own you know music yes and sometimes you just don't want that so yeah absolutely i i try to like disconnect like i i would love to like you know when my friends and i hang out or go on vacation or like that man i like i love to shut all of it off i'm like i'm tom will know like i'll be like i'm on vacation for a week and i won't be posting (laughs) or doing anything or yeah and i feel like i mean i think that's really important to do um, yeah. to not always kind of I mean, especially with social media I'm not I'm not super active on it um, but maybe at some point I will be and I have friends who are literally religiously having to keep up you know their social pages yeah. and it's just relentless they're never switched off no. it's if they're even if they've just posted something they need to think about what they're going to post tomorrow or yep. you know, the day after yeah it's never stops i've had friends stop me from eating because like the food comes and i guess it's just the right kind of perfect or whatever and i'm just like all i want is the food you know 
<laughs> but they're like, wait, don't they're like put it back exactly the way you had it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but. when I was in the band towards the end, I do remember my the band members complaining about me being a bit too caught up. Like I was oh. stressed out about social media a lot. Right. I would spend so much time on, you know, just and it comes also with like I had at the time I was doing meetings with like management companies who were tracking the process and the progress of the numbers so weekly they would have like what are your numbers this week and that kind of thing and that's a lot of times some labels would do that as well and for me it's not you know it's not far stretch to see how somebody might get really obsessed yeah social media because that is your it's your job yep and it's also i don't know you're like 21 and somebody keeps asking about your social media numbers you're gonna become really fucking stressed about it Yeah. It it is stressful and they, they don't yeah. really matter. Like I had, um, we were trying to get something going in, um, Asbury park, the stone pony and, and all that other stuff. And, uh, there's a band that I, uh, we had on the show and they got really big, like, especially during the pandemic, they were doing streaming stuff or whatever. They're great guys. Um, and they've got like three point something million TikTok followers. Right. right. So I was like, easy sell. You know, we want to do some live gigs and, and you know, have some comedy and some music and all that other stuff. And uh, I'd sent it over to the like the booking, like the manager of that club or whatever. And uh, I was like, yeah, they have three million TikTok followers, so it should be fine. And he was like, no, that doesn't cut it. And I was like, if that doesn't cut it, like <laughs> what, does? what the yeah, exactly. Right. I was like, what the fuck? Like, so I don't know. I don't know what people are looking for anymore or what what actually works and you know uh yeah i speak to so many people who are like talking about this you know there's going to be a backlash it'd be, it'd be pretty interesting to see what happens um just social media wise because i do feel like people are getting a bit more conscious about the fact like you know how social media ha- impacts us and how much time yeah. we spend on it and whereas before, a few years ago maybe we were a bit more wrapped up into that whole thing whereas now people are starting to separate themselves and just being able to that little bit of distance has kind of come in and it'd be interesting to see what happens with that moving forward if maybe we are going away you know away a little bit I don't know you're pretty nice at least I think if artists and musicians if there were different ways if social media was one way in but there's also live music and there are other other ways yeah. of breaking an artist, for example, whereas I feel like now it's very much TikTok focused or very yep. much social oh. media focused. Uh, and I truly think that some bands, some artists aren't made, to, they are definitely able to be on those platforms, but I don't think every musician and artist is necessarily something that benefits, like they're not going to break through that medium. I agree. And it's so, uh, uh, it's a shame because it's like, you know, what can i feel like it gives an excuse for agencies and those kind of people to not really invest in talent mm-hmm. and because uh, i mean like i mean i've only read this in books you know what i mean like because when I, I started doing stand-up i was a huge comedy nerd so i kind of knew what like but like i guess back in the day they used to really cultivate like they would be like this person can grow and we want to we want to grow with this person yeah and now it's just like what are you coming to the table with? Are you that talent? You're not that good. That's because I like I've I remember opening for um comedians who were like YouTube sensations when YouTube yeah. was like a real big thing, and they would have like t- maybe 20 minutes, 
when they were doing like a headlining set and you would, I would kind of like open and do my time and whatever, and it would go well. And then I'd watch them and they wouldn't have enough. And it no. didn't, it didn't matter because their fans were just like, they would just, they would sell the room out. Yeah. And then you would be like, but they're not getting the fucking show. It was, it's a weird dichotomy. I don't understand it. I mean, it is, I would say it probably still is an, an issue with the music industry as well. Like with, um, you know, people get, they go viral on TikTok. They have one mm-hmm. song and they, you, TikTok, that's 15 seconds of a song. So they get, they go viral over 15 seconds of like a lyric that has probably specifically been um, written for TikTok kind of audience. I can now like, oh, I can God, really yeah. quickly spot something that is kind of coming from TikTok, like songwriter wise. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. And I think that might be a backlash to that as well, because we're basically being spoon fed this like really short 15 second formula like, with a hook that people, you know, need, you know, to be able to share. And um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Where was I? I no, but I love it. The spoon fed <laughs> thing uh, yeah, is a great. Um, oh, well, uh, yeah. What I was going to say is just like that um, the whole idea of like having to go viral and having to create the music around that is they come out and they get signed on the back of like maybe 15 you know those videos but it doesn't mean that you have you you're not developed as an artist you don't have yeah you know you don't have maybe the experience or you don't have the songs maybe even yeah. the catalog that you need to start releasing stuff and i think it becomes that pressure of like well we need to strike while the iron is hot because yeah you know, You've had that viral, and then they want to go straight in and want to start releasing stuff, but you don't have to necessarily back catalog. So this is the thing about momentum, but it needs to happen in the right time. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. with social media, sometimes I can't, I couldn't imagine anything more like sad than having something go viral and having that mo- like momentum, and then yeah. losing it because of you know potentially not having anything to back it up with. So yeah. I mean, I can. You know, it's um, but the double-edged sword is yeah, you're absolutely right for everyone, which is really good. So you know, anyone can make it, but we're putting. I mean, I can just imagine the pressure, just having been there myself as a very young kid on a label, yeah. having to feel like I need to maintain this. I mean, I need to keep this up. Yes, yeah. yeah. You feel that? You, you feel the numbers. They check your numbers. It's hard. Like yeah. So. There was a, um, I, I'm sure you know exactly what, because I feel like you touched on it, but maybe you don't. There was a, um, a TikTok singer um, who supposedly wrote a song based off or nodding suggestion on TikTok. Yeah. And somebody did like a deep dive and it was so pre-planned. Like, yeah. so it was like, hey, I'm taking suggestions. And then they would come back with a fully formed like kind of song. And the suggestion. Oh, was it the, the A, B, C, D, E, F. Yes. That, yeah. How yeah, that was that was wild just a, that? but she's been on a major level for years. That's yeah. like a master, like that's just marketing, you know. It is um, a great yeah. marketing. Which is you know, exactly. But TikTok is now and like any social media has come to the stage where the little human who hasn't got like that kind of backing and like a marketing master, like it's hard yeah. because yes. most of what you see and they're also able to push those posts to get a lot more views. Yeah. So while everybody has a fair shot, you know, it's not 
that fair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's a lot, you know, it's more complicated than that. Right. right. It's, it's a small window of like when a platform mm. like that's the wild, wild west a little bit where everybody has fair game. It's like it's like yeah. something new comes out and you've got like a little bit of an opportunity to, to really get your shit out there in an even yeah. field. And then yeah. before everybody figures out what it is and everybody kind of markets to it and like you know throws money at it and advertising and shit and you're like oh my god mm. it's just been polluted well once once they figure out the algorithm now you're paying people mm. to beat the algorithm and now right. you know how to control the algorithm and now you can manipulate it and that's i yeah. feel like that's the you know movement absolutely it's it feels like they all these platforms they kind of have this peak and then it mm. seems to just kind of it just became like it's too saturated um, oh totally yeah but it's um, not to say that it's not good. It's very entertaining, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard. I mean, it's like you know. I feel like it's not favorite. good. It's very entertaining. Could be the tagline for any any social media platform. It's not good, but pretty great entertaining wise. <laughs> but very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. That's John's next special. I, yeah, I made my I made my feed is just funny animal videos, like on oh. purpose for my mental health. So I've just nice. made sure that the algorithm knows what you know. I love that because yeah. I'll tell you low key right now. I didn't realize this the other day. I follow sixteen raccoon accounts, mm. uh, wow. and I yeah, I didn't realize it because I was like, I was just going through my Instagram one day, like looking at like trying. To, I was trying to find somebody. Yeah. I was looking through my followers, and I was like, oh, raccoon account, oh, another raccoon account. <laughs> it's like and it's <laughs> it's all these people who like have them as pets and shit or, or do whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> baby <laughs> raccoons and yeah box and shit yeah um are you are you looking for are you going back out maybe uh are you coming to the states at all can you come to the states can england come to the u.s yet? yeah, I forget. yeah. oh cool don't that's have, great i don't i used to have a visa but i don't anymore um oh, came like shit. i think it's like i know it's like one of those o1s but it should be pretty easy to like acquire it. But, yeah yeah but i also like you can go on like what nesta or something like okay. but i would love to come back out and play shows because this tours yeah. in the u.s have been so fun oh, um and honestly just like yeah the crowds are great like the food's amazing like i, I don't know just had the, always the best food on tour yeah um, oh absolutely it, i have to say like tour food is better in the states than here. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah we know how to eat we know Except for we Germany. Germany is for some reason very good as well. Yeah. It's one of those. I gotta get to Germany. Lots we don't bread. have an obesity problem over here for nothing. You know what I mean? Like we get good no. food. Yeah. I think we had like Mexican food in Sunday. Like I had Mexican food every night for like a week. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. I love Mexican it's food so much. My favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. One of my one yeah. time my friend and I were hanging out and we were just it was like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I really want Mexican food. And she mm -hmm. was like, Oh, well, you know, there's no there was, I think there was like nothing around. And then um, she was like, but there's this other place or whatever. And I think they might have like whatever. And I was like, well, do they have tequila? And she goes, do you just want tequila? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think so. I think maybe I just want tequila. I'm like, I kind of want a quesadilla too or whatever. But yeah, she's like, I think that's a little side. bit different. Yeah, yeah. I was like, she's like, I think you just want to drink. Um, but yeah, you yeah. got to come out here. Maybe we can do some. Yeah, um, I, I would love that. I think I might go out to do some. I hope I would love to go back out and do some writing and recording as well at some point this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it always depends. We're kind of in that situation now. It's like, hopefully, we'll have some answers on a release plan quite soon. And once that gets going, then yeah, hopefully. I hope so. That'd be great. I'd love to come see you live. Yeah, I yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. 
Um, I've played in I've played in New York, I think. But maybe oh, nice. there. I played oh like I played multiple times, but I played in twenty I think it was twenty seventeen actually. With oh, the wow. Shins at the No uh, way. Where, yeah, yeah, we did two shows. No, three shows in New York. Oh my Just god. I love around. the show. <laughs> yeah. So great. Yeah. Did you have, you know what I didn't get to ask you before? I feel like I've, I, by the way, if you have, I feel like I'm keeping you for like ever, but I'm not, I'm like, no, I'm right. like, I've got nothing. Um, uh, but, uh, the, did you have like, who were your influences when you were young? Cause I didn't get to ask you that. Like, were there bands and stuff like that? Was there somebody that sparked your interest? Mm, um, I was listening to, so started with like, just proper like rock, indie rock. Um, mm -hmm. and I have to say like where I grew up, cause I grew up in Sweden, not in the UK. Mm -hmm. There, um, for some reason, we mainly listened to Swedish bands. Like, oh. so up until the eight when I moved, I, I mean, I did, you know, the big ones from the UK and America, obviously. But I very much listened to Swedish music growing up, um, nice. okay. and like Swedish indie rock primarily. Like, there was Ooh. this one band, like local band, that I absolutely loved, and they were I had never heard of like Dinosaur Jr. or anything like that. But my old oh band my kept being compared to them. I mean, I was just too young, I think. But like, yeah, 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 just never heard of them, which is, you know, my bad. But I've seen them live. Oh, yeah, but they're amazing. Yeah. But we kept getting compared, like style-wise, it's pretty similar. It's, you know, like that kind of warm, fuzzy guitar sound. Mm -hmm. But um, it kept coming up and I'd never heard of them. And then I realized the band that I you know, very much based kid wave sound on and that I loved so much growing up. It was my a local band and they were so influenced by Dinosaur Jr. Oh my so god. So that's but it's, it's like a roundabout way. So right. I, but I only found that out like a few years ago. So that's but I would always say no 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 I listen to these Swedish bands that no one's heard of. And mm. they're amazing, like amazing bands. But no one's heard of them. But for mm -hmm. me that was my, you know, because I went to their yeah, shows really. and stuff when I was like in school, and I just loved yeah. it. Um, oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, yeah, Dinosaur I mean, that... Junior. That's so funny. I did not make that comparison, but now that you say that, it kind of rings. Yeah, it was one of the bands that kept coming. You know, if you do an interview or something, people will like, oh, like you know, what are your influences, and then they will mention something, and sure. that was one of the bands that kept coming up as in thing and same with shoegaze people kept saying it was a shoegaze record i'd never been to shoegaze in whole like in my entire life no right. idea like i did actually listen to pop like listen more to pop music than indie guitar music at that point mm. uh because i've always listened to pop music but right at that point especially and you know i would never put on like i mean i like their music but i would probably not go and stream like, right, I right. wouldn't have gone and streamed Dinosaur Jr. at that age. Yeah. I would stream, like, I don't know, what was, like, Robin or something. <laughs> right, right, of course, yeah, so, yeah. That is also, I mean, I honestly think what happened with that band was that I was really, really bad at recording my own demos, like, really mm -hmm. bad. So they came out very rough. And okay. I recorded them into my laptop and with a really scrappy guitar sound. And the vocals were just, like, kind of laptop micy. So it was really muffled. Okay. And then I was like, you know, you're crazy when you're that age. You're like, oh, I'm just going to put this up in Bandcamp or whatever. <laughs> and straight away it had like this, you know, massive, you know, it was like Arctic Monkeys management contacted me. And then it was like these record labels and a heavenly got in touch. And they were like, you know, we love this. 
Right. And they're like, we want to sign this right away. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it didn't take a second to be like, oh, maybe I should, you know. I was like, great, this is, this is great. You know, they have like, they have a band that I really like. So I was like, sure, you know, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so it was very quick, but they heard shoegaze or guitar rock. Whereas I was thinking, this is what it's, it's pretty shit. Like the recordings are so bad that I think it came across on purpose. Like right. it was bad on purpose, yeah. like, you know, it was like, fully like wall of guitars but it was actually just me not being very good at what I was doing right so right. I think all the way through I actually wanted to make it a bit more pop a bit more direct but mm. you know it turned out to be a shoegazy record <laughs> that's so crazy we talk about this a lot too uh but I when you're younger the impetus to kind of just toss something out there regardless is so crazy like I wish I still had that because you yeah. never know like somebody you know yeah it's you're you're like when you're older you're way too judgy and like in your head about stuff and but when you're younger everything's so pure and you're just like sure I'm gonna, like you just said you're like oh, i'm sure i'm gonna toss this out on Bandcamp and see what happens and yeah and i mean you're just naive about things right like, yeah i remember you know they contact now i'd be like i should never go and play a show in front of these people if i haven't practiced right but we mm -hmm. did like I just because they asked, they all asked, "Are you playing any shows?" And I was like, uh, "No, like I don't even have a band." <laughs> but because they kept asking, I was like, "Sure, I'll just play a show." So we did a show, and I couldn't afford rehearsal spaces, but I had like a few, a few friends, so we got to go, just got together and we started just doing the set. I think we had two rehearsals, mm. and it was the worst sounding gig you can ever imagine. <laughs> the guitarist played the wrong song. So what, like the wow. third song. So he was on song four. Well, we were in song three the whole way through. And oh I, my God. I to this day do not know. Like that was, I think he's now the manager of Royal Blood, but I oh, don't wow. know if he made it to the show or not. I, back then, I was like, of course I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm just like, what the hell? Oh, that is so wild. I wish somebody could have just stepped in and be like, no, 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 no. You know, honey. Just, yeah, yeah. But what's cool is you survive. Like that's the that's the cool thing too is yeah, like I mean, what you can survive, you know, career wise and and just yeah. performance. I mean, the fact. I mean, I gotta give it to the guys at Heavenly for being so passionate. When they find something they like, they were just going mm. like. But our first year was really tough. Likewise, we kept getting like, "You're not good enough live. This sounds it's not tight." And like, you know, fair enough. Because yeah, yeah. We were, yeah. You know, it takes time. Right and lots of rehearsing and touring to, to sound good. And you don't have that when you're that age and you're also like doing things for the first time. I didn't play music from the age of 12. Right, right, <laughs> so, yeah. So we were all learning as we were going. Yeah. Do you remember when it clicked for you? What? Do you remember when it clicked for you? Like a moment where you were like, holy shit, the whole band came together, this is great. It, after touring, it was, um, so normally, and this is still to this day, like if you make, I remember being like, if you do five or seven days in a row, by day three or four, you'll start to feel a flow. What you want is really that feeling of like not having to think about what you're doing on stage. Right. And the first year I was literally just focused on my guitar pedals and you know, so many different things. And it took a long time to get to the point where I didn't have to consciously think about every single thing and I could just focus on the performance, delivering the songs and all that. Um, that's awesome. But touring, I would say, probably once we had our few like 
couple of first tours and mm. gone through like the first few days and then doing that over and over and over again like another tour and then another tour and then now i would probably do it differently i would you know, rehearse <laughs> properly <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh we were yeah struggling anyway <laughs> that's crazy but that's awesome though at least you had those experiences you know yeah yeah sometimes i'm and a bit like oh i wish i'd <laughs> it up, but it's part of it isn't it yeah if it doesn't ha if it doesn't happen to you like when you're young it's gonna happen at some other point you gotta make the mistakes at some point it's you know i don't think there's any way of avoiding mm. like sooner or later it will you you know you need is to there learn. any yeah. is there any particular song from like your kid wave days that you would love to bring back and implement into like a set list i don't know i mean honestly the music is so so different yeah. Uh, it was supposed to feel like I got such a distance to it. There are definitely, I mean, there's an outro track that's pretty, like, I feel like the, it, the Kid Way record is very much a result of, like, my growing up years. Mm -hmm. Very introverted. It's very kind of, like, anxiety-ridden and all that. It's, like, yeah. very introverted. Where it's very dreamy, like, always, like, you know, that kind of, like, wanting to be somewhere else. Whereas right. I've kind of done that where I've now been somewhere else a little bit. Right, um, yeah. I think the elements of what makes it me, what my writing, that's still there, but I think it's definitely not us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a good yeah. question, maybe. It's maybe it, we'll I, a reunion tour, like in 10 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, it, it's funny because, like, it, when you just said about the lyrics, stuff like that, I was wondering if you had some kind of distance from it because it is almost like looking at photographs of uh, of yourself when you were younger. You'd be like, mm -hmm. I remember this person, <laughs> but I'm, I, that's a completely different person to me. It is. It, it, it feels like that. It was because I was a teenager, I guess. And sure. It, it's, you know, you're just having a completely different experience. But inherently, it doesn't feel like I still very much listen. If I listen to it, I'll, I feel like you know i'm very proud of that album and i'm yeah i feel well, like the lyrics are weighty even for a teenager too you know like the the lyrics are they, they feel like they deal with a lot of stuff you know they, they I, I mean never... i think i did deal with a lot of stuff as well so that is mm. you know it was an echo of that but i definitely feel like the um, you know it's um yeah it's just kind of it's such a different project um yeah. that you yeah. know it makes it hard but Maybe, you yeah. know, it's uh, never say never. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool. I'm looking forward to everything. I, I Like I said, I love the new stuff that you had. I'm so Thank glad you. I found like the new, because that was a thing I did not, I wasn't sure where, where you guys were. We haven't shouted and... about it. Yeah, we yeah, haven't yeah. shouted. Like, it's, it's literally just been, like, I just put up a few songs yeah. online so to kind of get though. a bit of a, like... just a bit of a presence online before kind totally. of trying to get this off the ground but, yeah love yeah. The, i love the album cover too the i like it's very artsy and stuff and and the, oh, the red um, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like surrounded yeah. by it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but awesome the new music's great um Thank i gotta you. ask you three questions uh, that we ask every guest that comes on to the okay. show so first one is if you can go back in time and talk to your younger self at any age what piece of advice would you give yourself that would help you today um not to worry so much but I would still do that. So, <laughs> you want to I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a chronic worrier. Like I'm literally, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Away. I totally understand it. You, you but, would you probably know, just shake not? yourself, make peace with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. why not? I probably needed to hear it then as well. So. Yeah. Um, and the second question is, uh, what had to end in your life 
good or bad, that led you to where you are today? Oh, what had to end? Yeah, uh, and personally or career-wise, yes. whatever you want. Oh, so much. Um, <laughs> wave, I think. My band. Oh. band. That's a good answer. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Was it sad when it ended? Did you? Did you? Were you ready? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was definitely about time. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like closing a chapter to your like, teenage years as well. Um, but it, it, you know, I was ready for it, and it, everybody was, I think, so. Nice. Yeah. Do you look at stuff creatively as, as having an eventual end? Uh, no. That's good. No. As in, yeah. what do you mean? Like, as in, like, just. Um, like, do you like? Is it on your mind? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you, uh, like, some people I know, feel like whatever the thing is that they're, whether it's good or bad, like, whether it's good or not, they're like, oh, it's gonna, end. it's all gonna come down. You know what I mean? It's got to stop sometime. I've got to stop sometime. You know what I mean? I try not oh, to like as if you have like a bit that. of a like it, like you put a deadline for yourself or something. Yeah, like there's a mental thing where you're like creatively, like when is this gonna run out? Like, am I gonna? Is it gonna? Am I gonna have to stop doing this thing? And I've tried so I never think about it, but I know some people do. Yeah, it sounds like such a stressful thought. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel bad that I just put it in your head now. And you're no, like, no, I wasn't. No, I mean, I think anyone, I honestly think anyone who does anything like this does. I mean, I'm yeah. sure people like business owners does as well. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a universal thing, like with relationships, anything. Oh, yeah. It's cyclical. Yeah. So, <laughs> relationships, especially. <laughs> well, I mean, pretty much anything you do, even I guess, you know, if you work full time somewhere, you probably don't take that job thinking that oh I'm going to be here till I'm like retiring. Like, right. Sure, people will like oh I'm going to be in this for a while, but I mean creatively, uh, no. That's great. Good. <laughs> you know I need to be I need to be focused on what I'm doing now. I think just not think about like a project that I want to do musically in 20 years. I'm yeah. sure that will just happen naturally. That's hopefully. great. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and the last question is, uh, uh, ties into the show. My favorite question is if this was a genuine dystopia and alien zombies, a comet heading toward the earth or climate change or whatever, and it's everybody's last day, uh, how would you want to spend your last day? What would be your epic death? Oh, um, I mean, would I go with the aliens? Would I go back? Whatever you want. Yeah, you whatever. Well, what is your, what is your genuine? I think, no, I think that would be pretty cool. I think, you know, Scout, that's all about, you know, I, I would probably say I would rather it'd be a beginning like a new beginning than the end like i would probably Ooh. rather like go up that's great that. perspective yeah love it yeah, new beginning I, rather than get, an end yeah if i get to bring people like yeah yeah i mean it's a, my final wish right do whatever i want yeah i'll have a yeah. nice big feast just Ooh. lots of dogs i'll take all the dogs with me <laughs> No, I thought you meant oh. for the feast. I was like, weird, but okay. I was like, I was like, oh my god, we just found something out about her towards the end of the podcast that nobody knew. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I mean like having a big feast with all my friends and oh, nice. all my friends, loved ones. Like anyone can come, anyone can come, and then like lots of like dogs and animals and shit and then i'll just take if we all have to leave because we better because you know dystopia yeah. i'll just take them all on the spaceship and then we'll leave together and then we'll just you know a bit like that what was the netflix movie where they come out onto a new planet that's how i imagine it no, but like that's um, like what's uh, it called? don't look up don't look up you oh, know the so ending good. so good 
the ending. That's how I'm picturing it. But like all the first, not just like the few select ones. Right. What if the aliens were like, we, you have to leave one behind? Who's it going to be? Ooh. God. Um, <laughs> it would probably be a racist. Oh, nice. Any. So you have a friend at your feast that's a racist. Now we got research for Bill to do. No, the racist wouldn't be allowed. The racist wouldn't be like, like that person would not be allowed. On the I'm not counting them as my close friends. I'm only kidding. That's so sad. We're Ooh, ending it, and we boxed her into a corner. Yeah, like, I know. Oh. I feel like this. Have some racists that are friends, do you? I mean, we're talking anyone who's yeah, like a bully, a racist, a homophobe, anything like that. I'm, yeah, yeah agreed. That's a, a good. That's a good one. Yeah. I'd like to think I'm a progressive person. So they can stay behind because in you know where we're going, those kind of beliefs do not exist. It's I a love utopia. That. Yeah, exact yeah, opposite of the end of uh, <laughs> Don't Look Up, where all only all the old exactly. rich people survive. We're going and to, it, yeah, if we're yeah. going, we're going to a better place beautiful love it um it was great talking to you i'm so glad we got to meet and stuff oh, online hey, and yeah. Me, guys. yeah yes thank absolutely. you so much for joining us no, thank you so much and yeah hopefully you know you're gonna send me the instagram login yes. I you, got, you got homework to do you gotta go cover yeah right after this <laughs> Start recording that, and John is going to get a bongo set. He's going to get a whole bunch of instruments and a white room. We're going to do yeah. this on TikTok. Well, no, I'm going to get, I'm going to get whatever that real thing is where I can make money on my reels. Yes. That's, yes. that's what I'm, I'm getting out of that. this. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to look into that for you and see. Because I, I can't imagine it's only for, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'll figure oh, it out for you, yeah. though. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and Perfect. then you got to make your way out here, by the way. I mean, I, I always tell people to yeah. come to me for some reason, but I should yeah. probably be like, I'm going to yeah. come to England. I never come here. It, you get it. Hit me up if you come to London at some point. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we'll do. I have family out there. I'm hitting so. Sweden soon, too. Oh, great. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come, out, I'll come out to Sweden if you guys go to Sweden as well. We, I've we never been to Sweden way. ever. I mean, I've heard. I, the only thing I know about Sweden is the chef from the Muppets. <laughs> right. They're, apparently, they're canceled right now. Somebody oh shit! Oh, wow. wow, I don't know either. Holy shit! Next what time. did he do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it was great talking to you. Thanks again so much. Yeah. I'll hit you up on Instagram. Cheers. <laughs> Bye -bye. Dystopia tonight.